welcome to the Still Telling It Like It Is program. This is Dr. Baker J. Baker. And I'm having some guests on today, but they're having a little bit of computer problems. And so they will hook in on us. We've, uh, this is our, there they are. Hallelujah. They're here already. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's Apostle Marshall McGee and Prophet Randy McGee. And we have been talking um, on the, the uh, subject of suicide. And one of the things that uh, I want to throw out there that I saw, and I want to read you part of it. Uh, first, welcome, Apostle and, and, and uh, Prophet. Welcome, you guys. I can't hear you. <laughs> Are we still having, uh, they're having, uh, can you hear me? Shake your head, yes or no. Okay. I, I want to I wanna start talking about um, uh, something and what they're finding out. Can you hear me, Marshall? <laughs> okay, Joe Henry, you can let me know when they are able to hear me. But I want, uh, I'm at, uh, evidently they can hear me, I just can't hear them yet. So uh, one of the things of it is, is this, you know, there's even a task force that's recommending screening for children's eight years old and above because they're having all different types of anxiety. And anxiety is a, is a thing that can lead to uh, suicidal uh, thoughts, suicidal ideations, and people thinking about different things because um, let me just read you this part while they're fixing their computer. Children as young as eight years old should be screened for anxiety, according to a leading panel on preventive health. Amidst rising cases of mental disorders, including depression among kids and teens, particularly noted during the pandemic, uh, the B-grade uh, draft, uh, at any rate, they're, they're looking at all of these things. It's not uh, it's not enough evidence for them to be able to go ahead and say that this is definitely this kind of problem, but it is something that is prevalent in the earth. It's something that's prevalent in our young people. And um, uh, we want to we want to look at this. And I, I think that we need to be more of, aware of what's going on in people's lives and our lives and um, in our lives and the lives of others. Marshall, can you hear me now? You're back on. Okay. All right, Joe, uh, pull them back in. Whenever they're ready to start to talk, I'll shut up and they can go ahead and talk. <laughs> Just be patient with us on this program. Okay. Uh, one of the things of it is that last week we were talking about that people need human touch. People need human interaction. People need to, to be able to uh, know that they're important, that, that they're valuable. They need to be able to uh, uh, realize just how valuable they are. And this is one of the things that causes people to think downward. When you don't think that you're worth as much as someone else, and then comparing, comparing yourself to somebody else. The Bible tells us never to do that. And in doing that comparing, in comparing myself with this person's life and all, your life is always, uh, the majority of the time, your life is not going to look, um, is not going to, to look like uh, it's as popular or it's as great as somebody else's life. Why is that? 
because you're looking at it from the outside. You're looking at the material parts of it. You're not looking at the situation as it is. And when we start to think that way, when we start to think downward about ourselves and we start to look at the situations, then we got to ask ourselves, who really are we? You know, there's five different temperaments and I've been teaching on temperaments on my program. Um, uh, tell it like it really is, uh, telling it like it really is on Tuesday nights. And one of the things that I found out is this, is that some temperaments, some people, are, are made in the in the way that they're that they naturally think negatively when you're in a, a, a melancholy state you start to look at the fact I've done all of this for these people I've done this and I've done this and I've 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 been I've been everything to all of these people I've done all of these things but nothing is going right for me and then you start to go ahead and you go through all of these thoughts and as the more you think about it, the more you you self-doubt, the more you put yourself down, the more that you can't see the great things about yourself, then what's going on is all you're doing is you're being self uh, you're being self-defeating. I think that one one of the things that I give my clients is I let them know, get in the mirror and start to talk to yourself. You write something down, you get with another person that can tell you some things, some positive things about yourself. You get in the mirror and you talk to yourself at least four times a day, letting yourself know that you are not invisible, that you are important, that you are valuable, that you do have a worth, that the world does need you, that there is a, a purpose for you in life, that you are, uh, and many people go and they use a lot of scriptures and stuff, but what's happening is this, is that you're gonna have to talk to the soulish realm. And with the scriptures really don't mean anything to you, you're gonna have to talk to yourself. You're gonna have to talk to yourself on whatever level it is that you can talk to yourself so that you can start to believe it. I had to tell someone um, the other day, one of the things that they needed to do, one of the things when I get to the way that I was last week and that I can feel sometimes is I just need to turn on the word of God. I do turn on the word of God and I just, I, I don't try to read it. I just let it play and I let it play. And I put on a version that would help me to be able to see pictures in it. What we have to do is to change the pictures because if you keep seeing the picture of unworthiness, if you keep seeing the picture of fear, fear is another thing. I, I, I think I made a mistake. I said this wrong to this person. I shouldn't have said this. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done this. And what happens is it keeps playing around in your head. You call somebody, they don't answer you. You call them again and they still don't answer you. You call them four or five times and you've been calling them all day and all, all night or whatever it is and they, and, and, and they don't answer you. And then a week later they get in touch with you and you say, you know, I was calling you and I was calling you and all of this. And they said, I lost my phone. I lost my phone. I didn't have my phone or this thing happened or that happened or I was out on a boat or I was I, I, I was on a plane and couldn't answer. I was doing this. And then what has happened is this. You have had all these pictures in your head about how you were rejected. We need to change the pictures. If you don't change the picture and when you start to think 
that this person left me. I'm all by myself. Nobody cares. Nobody really cares about me. Even if I left the earth, nobody would really care. And another thought people have, if I kill myself, you will be sorry. If I do this, you will be sorry. Those thoughts can go through people's heads. And when those thoughts go through your head, one of the things of it is, is this, it's time for you to get help. It's time for you to start to talk to somebody about it. Even uh, if you have to get on as, as Apostle Randy, uh, I mean, Prophet Randy said last week, even if you have to get on uh, the suicide line and you have to call those people, or if you have to start talking to yourself out loud, whatever it is that you have to do, you need to change the picture because it's a false picture. Uh, I don't know how many people, I, I remember a, 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 a lady many, many years ago, 30 years ago or whatever it is, it's probably been longer than that. And here it is. She, she was going to commit suicide. She wrote this long note, this long letter that had it to do with the fact that it was this person's fault that she, that she was killing herself because they had stolen this from her. It was a figment of her imagination, but she had seen that picture. She had had, um, she had seen the picture that this was being stolen, that her children were being stolen. She didn't even have children. So uh, all of these different kinds of things people take on uh, um, uh, when people stay by themselves a whole lot. If you're by yourself, I had this, uh, this lady that came in. She had been by herself in her house for four and a half years. It was many years ago, and I was doing the Tell It Like It Is program. It was on uh, uh, public TV and and all of that and she was god was able there he is come on up god was able to get her attention oh come on okay let me finish this come on up joe henry put them back on they're able i'm able to hear them <laughs> can you hear us now i'm so yes sorry. we can hear you now we're having severe technical <laughs> well we persevere don't we we persevere only because it was because it's you all right i'm so glad go ahead you were making a statement on our last program so welcome back hi <laughs> we can see you well go ahead we were talking because oh, the light we lost everything that's okay we got you back it'll be looking like a chocolate drop oh uh, no you 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 are a little chocolate drop you do look like a little chocolate drop it's not as chocolate as you think my stuff is falling apart up in here. Just okay. forget about forget it. Cares. You see, it's a fabulous program. Okay, okay here's wait, where wait. we are. The different thoughts and things that go through people's head, and you had talked about, we had talked about that people need human touch and uh, all of these other things and all of the tools that we can give them are important, but people need human interaction. So, uh, yes. I, I they really do. And I think, I think that the greatest thing that we can do is make people feel like they belong and they matter. One of the things that I learned, and I mentioned this several weeks ago on the broadcast on the program, is there was an elder in our church. And one of the principles I learned from her was that she would always introduce herself and then if she never met someone before, she would say, 
tell me about yourself and get people to talk about themselves and not her trying to say I'm this or that. And so I learned that principle years ago. So I try to engage that, especially when I meet someone for the first time. Tell me a little about yourself. Where are you from? What do you do? What do you like? Because what it does, it starts adding value to people. And especially if you're in a situation with food is where you're engaging, you're eating a meal together and things like that to get people. I think it's just becoming skillful. You don't have to be skillful, but getting people to talk about themselves. Because if people have any value or feel any value, they're, they're happy to talk about themselves. And I think that's one uh, principle that we can apply uh, just by get, engaging people on that level because it shows them that somebody is really interested in you. And you may feel like what you do is insignificant, but when someone asks you, what do you do? Tell me about yourself. They're not doing it to be nosy, but it's a way that we can engage people and get to know them heart to heart and then show them value through that, that kind of interaction. I want to read something to you that you guys were not on when, when, when it happened. Okay. Uh, most people suffer adversity in childhood that undermines their ability to maintain healthy thoughts and feelings and behaviors. Children face uh, extra mental pressure during the pandemic lockdowns, including suffering from anxiety and depression. Children as young as eight years old are, are showing, uh, I mean, even younger than that, are showing signs of a lot of anxiety and need to be screened for this that there needs to be a, a, a screening, that there needs to be them uh, truly checked out because they're at ages that they're not really able to express themselves and truly, truly what's going on with them. And so, wow. I, yeah, and, and I mean, this is something that is that is really happening. It's happening now. And, and so it, it's not just necessarily what I do, you do, but what are some of the things that people can do with these kids? Because it's it's happening. Actually, it's happening as young as five years old. And um, you know, those those are facts that these are things that are happening. That the anxiety and the depression and the and 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 self loathing, even self loathing, is happening. So um, throw that out there. That was a um, that was something That's, that was in the paper today. Yeah. Actually, and it's real. It's real. We just, uh, um, at least in our area, when the pandemic started, domestic violence and abuse went up. I forgot the percentage because of the pandemic, because people were at home in the same room together where people are going to school, going to work. So people don't engage uh, like they used to. Um, and I think that this is something that is very critical. And the only way we can really going to help people to not fall in those deals is we have to genuinely, again, I hope I don't sound like a broken record, show genuine love and concern. We just experienced this last night in Oklahoma with my granddaughter. And I said, come sit over here by me. And I just hugged her and loved on her. And then I said, lean over there with Mama Randy and let her love on you too. And she started feeling better about herself because uh, she's uh, 11 years old. And I don't want those young ladies to grow up traumatized because of crazy things 
that the other grandmothers say to them that diminishes their value and their self-worth. Remember, my six-year-old granddaughter, I shared this a few weeks ago, stood up in her classroom and said, I want to kill myself. So how does a six-year-old even get that vocabulary? Where did they get it from? Uh, but I think this is also uh, reality-wise, this is part of some of the strategies of the enemy to cause people to want to do harm to themselves because they don't feel the value that they were that the creator intended for them to have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And no. so yes. being alert, we can somehow figure out a way to intervene into some of those situations, especially with the little ones. But the six okay, let me show you just how real this is. This article also talked about around 7.1% of children between the ages of three and 17, approximately 4.4 million suffer from anxiety and 3.2%, approximately 1.9 million have been diagnosed with, with depression according to, um, well, this is according to the Center of Disease and Control Prevention. So wow. all of these things are, 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 are happening. I don't know if their numbers or their percentages are right, but what I'm saying is this, we've talked about all of these things that we have and these are people See, some of them you can't get to the Bible. Some of them you can't get. That's right. You you can't you can't get there. So we're talking, and 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 our audience, this audience that I happen to to have, is an audience of people. Some know God, some don't. I have I have many people that ha, uh, don't know anything about Him, and they're finding things. They've 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 uh, uh, they've they've checked out this, and this is why it's real. It's still telling it like it is because we're trying to reach all mankind. That's right. That's right. Everybody can come into God, but until we reach them, until we we recognize that everybody don't have a Bible. Everybody's not going to go and, and pray. Everybody don't have a, a prayer language, but there are people out there. So I, I want you guys to speak to this. Okay. I mean, you know, but these percentages, I really believe, I really believe that it's true. Can you imagine three years old between three and, 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 and all of that. And it's, um, uh, I'm, these are things that are truly, truly happening. So, I mean, there's a, there's an epidemic of this. This is something that is, it is demonic. We know it's demonic, but we can't stand back and just say, well, it's demonic. And so we'll just speak to this and we'll just speak to this. There are practical things. This is why God made us a threefold being. Yes. Yes. So anyway, go ahead. Uh, it, tell this bothers me. <laughs> When it, I think when it comes to children, uh, like even in the case with our grandchild, um, the remedy is you have to get them out of that environment. The remedy is uh, you have to find a way to get them out of that environment. And in our case, it would be a situation where my husband would have to talk to his son because the environment is what's causing the drama or the trauma that the child is going through. The other thing is, you know, as far as the church is concerned, that might be an area that we can look at and maybe set up some type of support groups or workshops that uh, we can have somebody that's trained 
so that when a family has trouble like this, that they have a place to go to where they can get the help. Because even though we can pray, even though we can, you know, give some hugs in there, the child is still going back to that same environment. So the, the question is, how do we change the environment? How do we work with, with the parents that are there to help uh, alleviate that problem that's happening? You know that that's the uh, that that's a real that's the real touchy thing because delivering someone out of an environment, you know, um, uh, when when someone has been in this depressive uh, abusive state, it is a form of abuse because it's not using whatever it was that the purpose that this child was brought into this earth for. Yes. It's not using that, so it's it's misuse. It's a misuse and an abuse. But um, this is this is something that we really have to start to get outside of the of the uh, what we call the church. Get outside of these four walls. It's it's like uh, even if people have to start to walk up and down the street and ask the Lord, what's going on in this area? What's going on here? And 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 I, I, I don't have the answer to it. I know that I'm trained to help with it. I know that young people are drawn towards me and I see the needs and I see this and I've helped uh, those that have been uh, raped and and abused and things, but this kind of thing is happening, and it's 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 happening within and because of these lockdowns. A lot of them, you 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 don't even you know you're not ape. They can't come out. Right. right. So we have these double dilemmas. So you know, go ahead. <laughs> I think again, it goes back to part of that answer for us is listening and being more maybe discerning and attentive to children, not just our children, but all children. Because as you said, everybody's not going to pick up a Bible. Everyone's not going to pray because this is a worldwide uh, situation. And uh, as the old saints would say, the devil is busy. <laughs> and he <laughs> is. And part of the strategy is to see the creation of the Father destroyed, starting with the little ones. And so we live in a society where children are being born, the parents don't even care about their children any longer. We read about it every day in the newspaper in our area. There's like 1,500 cases a week of children that have been molested or abused. Those are the stats that they actually keep. That may not be the exact number. This is in Omaha, Nebraska. So it's a terrible, horrific problem. If we think in terms of solutions, I think parents got to be educated. But the problem with that is no one wants to be educated anymore. Uh, our city offered programs to help parents just with practical parenting skills and a handful of people. They sent them to every zip code in the city and a handful of people responded. So we have a society that we're dealing with that that doesn't seem to care and so i think part of the solution for us is to do our best to make a difference in the world that we live in uh and if we have access to intervention on a family's behalf or tax behalf let's speak up in our own world and be the solution or find the solution or help provide one 
So at least in my world and sphere of influence, a child won't have to suffer, whether they're in church or out of the church. Else, people, I think that's one way. I don't think we can do it any other way because we're not all over the whole world. But we can make a difference in our I don't want to get involved. I don't want I, I don't want to I don't want to uh get in their business. I don't want you know, I don't want to intrude. What about those? I mean we got we got a lot in the church, a lot in Christianity and a lot of a lot of believers, a lot of Shandala Bahambas, but I don't want to get involved because that's really none of my business. I know, I know. I'm throwing that out there. What yeah, about that? Now, now, there's one thing I do have personally as a police chaplain in my area. I have a little bit more access to engage in situations because I can do it under that covering to help someone because people respect the badge and all of those kind of things. Outside of that, and in my community, I'm known as a quote pastor. So even people in the world know that I'm a pastor. They know even in my neighborhood, they know that I'm a, at least they know I'm a preacher because they see the chaplain vehicle when I'm on duty. So even in my own neighborhood, if something went down, I can go and knock on a door, say, hey, we're your neighbors. We live down the street. I'm Pastor McGee. And I noticed this situation. Is there anything we can do to help you? And really, it's that simple. You don't have to intrude, but like, hey, is there anything I can do to help you? And then be willing, if you put put that out there, uh, for those that feel like it's none of my business. And if you do that, be prepared to follow up. If you are called apart, that's one way we can make ourselves available. And if we don't mean it, don't say that to people. Because we do that. If you need me, call me. And then you get the call and you can't, you won't follow up no kind of way. So I'm very careful of how I commit myself. First, I'm busy and I don't want to make commitments where people thinking, trust my word that I'm going to follow through and then I don't follow through at all. Because now you end up being a liar. You might have meant well in your heart. So I don't sign up on a regular basis for a lot of things because my plate is so full. But at the same time, if I say to someone, if I can do anything for you, please let me know and I'll do the best I can. Okay, Randy, we have about another minute and a half because we, we <laughs> got to work it on your thing. Go ahead. I want to hear from you. Some research I was doing, and it has uh, five action steps that you can take to help somebody. And one of those is to ask, ask the person, are they thinking about uh, killing themselves? Uh, the second thing is keeping them safe. You know, once they share that with you, uh, the thing is to how to keep them safe. Uh, to be able, the third thing is to be there by listening carefully and learning what the individual is thinking and what they're feeling. Um, the fourth thing is to help them connect, you know, help them to connect with the resources or with the suicidal line or people that are trained to help them. Okay, we're going to have to stop. We ran over time. Okay. Go. I want next week uh, on our next taping, I want you to be ready to go through these things so that we can uh, uh, discuss them because yeah. I really believe that this is necessary. And uh, you can um, 
uh, email that same type of thing to Apostle McGee and to myself, and then we can be on the same page because what you're talking about is valuable. And what you're saying are some of the answers and we want to be an answer. And we apologize for all the um, technicalities, difficulties and stuff like that. And so you only had a part of the McGee's, but they will be back with me next time when we're here still telling it like it is. We'll yes. see. Thank you for having us. Looking forward. Bye-bye.